Protecting domestic fisheries is high on the agenda for Pacific Island nations at the latest meeting of World Trade Ministers. The 13th Ministerial Conference, or MC13, involving members of the WTO, or World Trade Organization, is being held in Abu Dhabi, the United Arab Emirates. Adam Wolfenden is there on behalf of PANG, the Pacific Network Against Globalization, and he spoke with Don Wiseman. The WTO has its biannual uh, ministerial conference, and often the agenda is set by the general council of the WTO in the in the months prior to to the ministerial happening. This time around, there's a number of issues on the table. Fisheries subsidies negotiations is is one of them. There's agriculture uh, is still on the table. There's a whole range of procedural internal matters within the WTO that you know are on the table to be addressed, as well as some. Other questions around negotiation areas like on e-commerce, domestic services regulation and investment facilitation that are you know, quite controversial but are being discussed here this week. So as far as the small Pacific Island nations go, and these are the groups of countries that we're concerned with, and I mm-hmm. guess you are as a member of PENG, agriculture and fisheries are going to be critical issues for them. What are they saying? Fiji, in particular, has made a number of strong statements ahead of the ministerial, calling for a strong outcome on fisheries subsidies negotiations. But while saying that, I've commented that the current text that was brought to the ministerial is quite unbalanced. They're concerned that it won't meet the sustainable development goal mandate that was set for the WTO to deal with this matter. And they, I think the comment was that they don't believe this is the, the best efforts that everyone can make. And so, and the reason why Pacific Island countries are so concerned around fisheries subsidies is that the revenue and the importance of, of fisheries to the Pacific, both at a governmental level, but also for the livelihoods of Pacific Islanders is enormous. And the immense scale of that for the Pacific means that they're very much wedded to finding an outcome that deals with the problems of overfishing and overcapacity, but also doesn't burden them or prevent them from being able to develop their own domestic fleets to fish their resources and create a a development pathway built on fisheries. I understand from comments I've read from the various trade ministers that are there that there's a lot of concern about the WTO attitude toward small agricultural production as well in, in these small countries that they had wanted to get a fair go and are being stymied. Yeah, it it feels like there's not much going to happen. Not much will move on agriculture, particularly for the issues that have been uh, advocated for by a lot of the major sort of agricultural, a lot of the countries that rely on agriculture to feed their populations, particularly India and others. And their concerns relate to the ability to ensure that their populations are fed or you know receive a reasonable price for, for the produce that they make. And you know this this is an issue that has been controversial in the WTO for quite some time, and it's controversial in the way that it's not being addressed. The demands have been quite clear from a lot of developing countries, and their needs have been clear. But we see a lot of intransigence from the big subsidising nations like the US and the EU. They have zero interest in seeing much movement in this area. Now, we're hearing from civil society organisations that unlike other meetings of the WTO, they're being shut out. And there was something of a protest today. 
Well, there's a lot of concern around the way that civil society is being treated here in Abu Dhabi. Uh, a lot of the activities that we've normally uh, been able to do in previous ministerials and even very like low level activities like providing leaflets to journalists that we know, taking banners or, you know, being able to directly engage in advocating for our issues has been restricted. And there's a lot of uncertainty and a lack of clarity around what the security situation is with, you know, colleagues being detained for handing information to journalists, for taking photos. And we've sent a letter to, to the WTO Director General. I know this has been raised by a number of governments, including New Zealand. The concerns around the way civil society participants are being treated, and yet there's still no clarity. And if anything, it feels like the way that we are being dealt with by local security is escalating. And there's a lot of concern around uh, for participants, for our safety within the Convention Centre. Is it being driven by the UAE government in that sense? Are they taking charge of security? Every ministerial requires an agreement between the WTO and the host country. And I think part of the issue is that there's been a real lack of clarity or lack of certainty that's been established between those two parties. The WTO had sent out a document to civil society participants informing us of some of what was possible, including being very clear that we can take photos both within and outside the venue. And we've already found immediately that that's not the case. And I think that it's incumbent on the WTO to make sure that the safety and the rights of the participants to its conference are upheld. And if it can't guarantee the safety, then we would question whether or not the meeting should continue until that can be done.